Hey guys, welcome back to Take One. Uh, this is episode two. It's Justin Barnett, your host. Um, and this is a podcast about entrepreneurship, life, business, and everything in between. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about the subject of control and the need for certainty that we as humans all have. I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, right now I'm in a weird stage of my life where um, I'm really not sure where the future is going to go. Uh, Part of me knows that failure is a very strong possibility. I've been trying entrepreneurship and launching an app and just getting something to stick over the past two years, and um, nothing's really stuck. Everything that I've put together has sort of been falling apart. It's hard. Um, It's really hard. And... um, this, this is some, an emotion that I grappled with for a really long time because, as you already know, like there are six basic human needs. The need for certainty, the need for uncertainty, the need to contribute, the need to feel belonging, um, provide value, spirituality, um, and the need for certainty is a need for control, just knowing where our future is going. But there's this really weird dynamic where if you know exactly where you're going, you're never going to outgrow what you what your imagination is and right now I'm at this impasse where I'm back in Florida for two weeks and it's giving me a lot of time to reflect um, I'm going back to New York after this and it's just like a lull here and it really lets me dig into myself and um, it's it's scary the future you know because we never really know what the universe has in store we all all we have are these seeds and these ideas and concepts that are going and working, but um, where they're going to lead to, we never really know. Some might fizzle out. Some might uh, end up becoming something really special. Um, And I feel like the need to just hold on to what is going on is, um, is very, very, very strong and the need to go back to society, especially here where every, everybody's working a job, nobody's really doing stuff on their own. Um, so right now I, I'm building out the second version of my app and, um, it's, it's hard here because, um, everything is sort of making me want to go back to a stable job. But I know if I go back to a stable job, I'm not necessarily going to be happy. And also, I'm a little afraid because it feels like when you're alone and working on your own thing, you're finally in control. You're finally in control of yourself. You're finally in control of your decisions. And that's a really good feeling. You don't, you don't want to give it up when you're in that position. Because going back to a room full of people that are nece- not necessarily orderly is... A really scary thing because you're not going to be in control anymore. You're just going to be another cog in the machine. You're going to be thrown around based on the whims of the others, and um, that's a really scary feeling, especially if you if you feel like you're finally at peace. So um, yeah, that's that's sort of my situation right now. I don't know if anybody else can feel that feel feel that it's um it's definitely a weird situation in an entrepreneur's life because. In entrepreneurship, it's hard. <laughs> um, there's only so many new waves, and you have to catch each wave as it comes. Um, and waves fizzle out. Only There's only one or two winners for every wave. And um, a lot of businesses fail. It's a, it's really, it's really, it's a really hard game to play. Um, and 
it after a while you just have to become unattached and just you know just be fast it's all about being fast and catching the wave before somebody else takes it um and um I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah, it's just it's just grappling with the fear um, and just remembering to stay goal focused, um, remembering what you're doing this for, where where all of this is going, where everything is headed, because without that focus, you're gonna get lost. Um, there's a there's a saying in the book The Secret, which I recommend everybody read. Um, it's a book by Rhonda Risley, I believe where she talks about the secret to building anything. And one of her keys is to always remember where you're going. You're not going to get from Los Angeles to New York. And you're not going to get from Los Angeles to New York and know the entire path. But you're going to know the next 200 feet. And as long as you keep on following those 200 feet and keep on going down the rabbit hole, eventually something will happen. Because the stuff that doesn't happen is inherently going to fail. So it's just remembering that, okay, one more step, one more step. As long as I keep on stepping, eventually something's going to happen. As long as I keep on knocking, then eventually something's going to happen. Uh, Jim Rowe said that. And um, it's, a, it's a weird impasse because you, everything in your being is telling you to stop going and turn back. But you know that if you turn back, life is going to be exactly the same as it was before nothing's going to change and that's that's a that's a that's a hard decision but yeah um entrepreneurship is scary uh true entrepreneurship is really scary because you're taking a lot of bets on yourself and the fact of the matter is if we're we're taught our entire life that we're special and everybody has something special about them and they're going to they're going to do great things. Everybody gets a trophy. But in life and business, money's not like that. Either you make money or you don't. There's there's a lot of losers, only very few winners, and there's a lot of glamour in entrepreneurship because everybody wants to look at the cool advertisement, like get their own creative out, uh say like, "Oh, I launched this product. I made this." Um but the the reality of everything is if you look at all those advertisements, you have to ask yourself the question, how many of those are actually making money and being profitable? How many of those are going to be lasting uh, around in a year? Because if you don't have the intention of staying there and catering to the market, then I'm sorry, bro, but you're literally just spending money. Like You're literally just spending money to have fun. You're you're not playing smart. You're just gambling. Um, but if you do have the intention of sticking around for a year, then you'll realize like you need to put your ego aside and make it about the customer. If the customer doesn't like something, then change it because the customer is your, your boss. That's the secret of entrepreneurship. The customer is your boss. You're not your own boss. The customer decides what you, what, what you are because the customer is a person that's keeping you alive. Um, the moment you run out of customers, the moment your business fails. It's, it's, it's simple math. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not about personality. It's not about branding. It's about delivering a good product consistently 
and then when you can deliver a good product consistently then you can start adding your own flair on top but you have to do the baseline before you can even start thinking about that because without the baseline there's no reason for you to exist um, so yeah um, really scary uh, the need for certainty is definitely definitely a really scary feeling it's something that I believe every Buddy who's ever attempted to do something a little bit against the norm is, has 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 felt. Um, when you're in the norm in the stream of things, you um, most most things are certain. You know that if you go to med school, you get a fifty percent chance of becoming a doctor, which is a lot higher than most six figure jobs. Um, if you do. Um, if you go to high school, you're gonna and you put in your minimum, you're gonna get a high school diploma. You know that um, if you get into Harvard, you probably you pr and you graduate, you probably are gonna get a good job. You're probably gonna get a good life. Those are certainties in life, but the uncertainties are the things that are really scary because now you're you're getting off the path. Every uncertainty is a new area to discover. Every conversation where you um every conversation where you just don't really know where it's going is an uncertainty and those uncertainties are scary because we really don't know where it's going and those are uh shut up siri um and those uncertainties are uh are really what life's about that's the game that's the gamble you know uh you roll the die and see what happens because the universe is inherently random, but sometimes you might stumble upon a piece of gold. And when you stumble upon a piece of gold, you you dig further. And this is something I actually uh, I actually saw today. Um, I was driving around Miami International Mall to pick up a couple pens from Amazon, and I noticed they started buying up old mall space for warehouses. I do Amazon shipments where I buy batteries from China and I sell them on Amazon. And I've been making decent money on it. Um, it's not enough to live off of, but it's not nothing to scoff at. So I, um, I've been selling those, and um, I noticed that... So I've been to a couple Amazon fulfillment centers in Illinois, and, um, and uh, I think in Los Angeles. And I've seen the inside. It's really cool. It's really fancy. But a lot of it is extra space. It's just mostly for show. Um, but what Amazon's been doing is buying old mall spaces as storage centers. Um, they started doing it in Florida, and it's really smart because mall, malls have been declining over the past couple years. So because malls have been declining, they are looking to offload some of their space, and by having people come in, um, by letting Amazon buy the space, then they effectively are... Um, capitalizing on a really bad situation for malls, but a really good situation for them because now they have cheap space. Um, by having cheap space, they're able to fulfill more orders and they can test. They can test if this is a good idea, which is really the secret for everything. You've got to test. Um, the first run should never be your first big investment because there's a 99.9% .9 chance that your first run is going to fail. I'm going to tell you straight up, this is some hard love, but your first try is probably going to fail because when you don't have any data, you're literally just firing from the hip and hoping something lands. 
And that's like shooting it bow and arrow um, in an open football field, completely blindfolded. You're probably going to miss because there's a lot of room to miss, and that's life. But when you start shooting, then you start noticing certain patterns. And every time you take a shot, your possibility scope, which is all the possibilities in the world that are open to you, gets reduced greatly. The first couple are major because when you make your first sale in anything, then you start realizing, okay, this is how you make a sale. Now you have the baseline for making a sale. Once you can make a sale, you can make a second sale. You can make a third sale. Once you can make, if the, my belief is that if you can do it once, you can do it again. If you can do it three times, then you can start building a pattern. If you can do a hundred times, if you can make a hundred sales, then your business is set because that means that that's something that everybody is going to like um, or you have a market for it. So yeah, uh, those are my good. Those are my takeaways. Really interesting. Look up Amazon fulfillment centers is really cool. I would not recommend going into Amazon unless you have some good ideas because uh, this is something I noticed a lot of people when they get into Amazon, they think like, oh, I'm going to make a great idea. Like, I have a great idea. I'm going to sell phone cases. And I've literally talked to a couple of Amazon Fulfillment Center people that actually, their first thing was phone cases. And my, I actually, my first thing was phone cases too. Terrible idea because literally everybody has that idea. Because on paper, it sounds great. Because you're buying phone cases for 25 cents on Alibaba. Um, you're getting it shipped here. You're selling it on Amazon for $7.99. But what you don't realize is that Amazon takes a 15% cut on top of the fulfillment rates, which is 4.76. So after all that, you're usually left with around maybe $1 to $2. And then you're competing against everybody else in the world. Everybody, all of maybe 500,000 of Amazon sellers that probably 80% of them have around the same idea. So you're competing against 400,000 people that are also selling phone cases. How special can your phone case be to actually sell a lot of them? You know, like the, the financials don't make sense. I mean, the market doesn't make sense. It's just too saturated. It's purely luck. So um, yeah, it's a fun experiment. It's a really cheap experiment if you want to get on it. Um, I did sell a, a couple phone cases when I dropped the price to like rock bottom prices. I tried a couple branding things. I learned a lot from it. So it's definitely a small investment, like $100 for a 100 phone cases, just to like try it out and fuck around. So give it a shot, Amazon FBA. Uh, let me know if you sign up because I have a lot of information um, about it. Uh, I could probably help you with some small stuff. I can't give you too much. I mean, I, I had to work hard for this information. So um, but if you have any questions, just let me know. I'll, I'll try to help the best I can. So yeah. Um, thank you for listening. This is take one episode two with Justin Barnett and, uh, peace.